You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Shalom in the Lord. My name is Dr. Michael Weiss with Zion's Hope. Last time I began a series I call Defining End Times Terms Biblically. And last time I discussed the Day of the Lord. And as a reminder, that is the most important topic when it comes to the study of end times, or eschatology. If you understand that and get the timing right, everything else falls into place. Today I want to start with a question as we continue our series on studying these various terms. How often have you heard pastors, Bible prophecy teachers, or those with, within certain circles talk about, quote, the last days, and how horrible things are today, and how soon Christ is going to return? Yes, I'm sure you've heard about that. It happens often. We should be aware of what is going on in the world, and particularly in Israel. But what does the phrase, the last days, actually mean? That's what brings us to the next one. Biblically, the last days is referred to in a various places in Scripture. Acts 2, 14-21, where Peter quotes Joel 2. 2 Timothy 3, 1. James 5, 3. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Peter 3, 3 and 1 John 2, 18. Let me read a few of these verses to you. Acts 2, 14 through 18. Now remember, this is at Pentecost. But Peter, taking his stand with the other eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea, and all you who live in Jerusalem, know this, and pay attention to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you assume, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what has been spoken through the prophet Joel, and it shall be in the last days. God says, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will have dreams. And even on my male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2. God, after He spoke long ago to the fathers, in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, has spoken to us through His Son, or spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom He also made the world. 1 Peter 1, verses 20-21. For He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, referring to Christ, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you. And last, 1 John 2.18. Children, it is the last hour. And just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that it is the last hour. While we are coming closer to what we think of as, quote, the last days, the New Testament writers use this phrase in a present and future reference. The present is at the time of the resurrection of Christ. I read Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2. The word these indicates the last days, referring to this current church age or age of grace. However, the last days also refers to Daniel's 70th week, and as Paul stated, a time in the future. 
So we are in the last days and moving further into the last days. And we should not be surprised if things get worse as we come to the end of the last days, if that makes sense. As 2 Timothy 3.1 states, things will get worse as time goes on. God did not tell us these things to bring about a defeatist attitude, but to warn us and to prepare us. Think of it this way. When you warn your children not to run out in the road, you're not telling them to stop having fun or stop running around. You are warning them of the danger that is presently here and will become a reality if they do in fact run out into the street where they could get hit by a car or a truck. The loving thing to do is to warn them, but you also tell them to look both ways before crossing the street. This is to prepare them to be prepared as they live life. And the same thing goes for what Scripture says about the present reality of the last days and the future reality of the last days, when things will become much more difficult. So, are you prepared for the last days? Are you prepared for the persecution that is coming? If you're a parent, if you have friends, and if you're particularly a church leader, are you preparing others for the last days? The coming persecution? Now, we don't obsess about it and, and not live life. We don't live in fear, but we help others have an eternal perspective. How do we do that? Well, it takes time, it takes prayer, it takes dedication, hard work, and helping them to learn and helping them form a biblical worldview where you go through Scripture and help them to see everything in light of what God says. So that is our second term the last days. Now for our third term, the times of the Gentiles. You can read about this in Daniel 9, 24-27 and Luke 21, verses 20-24, which is what I'm getting ready to read now. So again, Luke 21, 20-24. This is Jesus speaking. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that her desolation is near. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Those who are in the midst of the city must leave. And those who are in the country must not enter the city, because these are the days of vengeance. So that all things which were written will be fulfilled. Woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. For there will be great distress upon the land and wrath up to this people. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive to all the nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now the root word translated fulfilled can also be translated to fill, fill up, make or render full or consummate. This seems to be a Hebrew figure of speech referring to the end times for a period of time that was going to elapse and has passed. Or it could refer to a definite period of time at hand. In other words, Jerusalem and by possible extension all Israel will be controlled and defeated by Gentile armies until a specific amount of time has passed. But when did it begin? Jesus said, Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles. Well, that was taking place in his day, obviously, through Rome. But the times of the Gentiles began when? With the Babylonian captivity in 606-605 B.C. Which stopped something very critical. It stopped the rule 
of a divinely appointed king from David's line. So, at that time, the rule of a divinely appointed Jewish king from Judah in David's lineage, ruling Israel, ceased. It stopped. It ended. What does this mean? Well, I've heard it said that perhaps you have too, by the way, that the times of the Gentiles comes to an end when the last Gentile saved. It's a nice phrase. Good encouragement to share the gospel, but the Bible doesn't say that. The focus is not on the salvation of the Gentiles, but the destruction the Gentiles bring to Jerusalem and the Jewish people and their rule over them until Christ returns. Now, there was a brief respite from Gentile rule for about 102 years, from about 165 to 64 BC during the dynasty of the Maccabees, who were the priestly lineage, but had no right to rule over Israel politically. Today, there is partial Jewish sovereignty since Israel's independence in 1948. However, the nation remains in unbelief. Her rulers are neither divinely appointed nor of the Davidic lineage. Israel doesn't even control the Temple Mount, which is the most important real estate in the world. However, someday, Jesus will return and take His rightful position on the throne of David in Jerusalem and rule Israel and the world for 1,000 years. This is something we can look forward to and proclaim. While many in the church deny that this will take place, I believe Scripture is very clear. Jesus is the rightful heir to David's throne, and Christ will rule over Israel and the world one day. He will return and rule with a rod of iron when the times of the Gentiles is complete. That is, when the Gentiles are finished controlling Jerusalem. And Jesus will take over that rule. So, while we are living in the last days, don't forget to preach and teach about the second coming of Christ. That brings hope. That brings courage. And that brings our focus back on Him where it belongs. This is Dr. Michael Weiss with Zion's Hope. Be sure to visit our website, zionshope.org, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, Parler, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which has hundreds of videos on end times and more from our very gifted Bible teachers. Also, check out Zion's Fire magazine, which includes many insightful articles on the end times and more. So until next time, be strong in the Lord until He returns. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 